Footnote related to the previous page. Verily, God Almighty repeatedly informed me of Dali's death. The number of glad tidings in this regard is quite large. All of them were published in the newspapers named Badr and Al-Hakam prior to Dawi's death and before he became afflicted with a number of calamities. One who is ready to reflect should refer to the aforesaid newspapers. Among the revelations mentioned therein is the one that God Almighty revealed to me on December 25, 1902 in the form of a narrative. It is as follows. I am truthful, truthful, and soon will Allah bear witness for me. Another revelation in this regard is the one that I received on February 2nd, 1903. It is as follows. We shall exalt you. I shall honor you in a manner that will make people marvel. Supplication has been heard. I shall come to you suddenly with my hosts. Your prayer has been accepted. Then on November 26, 1903, I received the following revelation. Yours is the victory and you will triumph. Then I received the following revelation on December 17, 1903. You will see the help of Allah. Allah is with those who are righteous and do their duty to the utmost. Then on June 12, 1904, I received the following revelation. Allah has decreed. Most surely I will prevail, I and my messengers. A jewel like you is not wasted. There will not come to you the day of loss. Again on December 17, 1905, God Almighty revealed to me the following words. Your Lord says, He will send down from heaven that which will please you, a mercy from ourself, and that is a matter that has been determined. Again on March 20th, 1906, I was granted the following revelation. Purpose will be fulfilled. Then on April 9th, 1906, I was granted the following revelation. Help from Allah and a clear victory. The punishment will not be averted from people who turn away. Then on April 12th, 1906, I was granted the following revelation. Allah has determined to raise you to a praiseworthy station, meaning that a station which has honor, victory, and praise. Then I received a revelation in Urdu which said, meaning that I can see the destruction of the power of the Christian church, in other words, that the indications of the destruction of the Christian church are visible. On June 7th, 1906, I received the following revelations. Two signs will be shown. I shall show you that which will please you. Then, on January 20th, 1906, I was granted the following revelation. They will say, He is not a messenger of God. Tell them, My truth is being testified by God Himself, as well as those who have knowledge of the Book of Allah. On July 10th, 1906, I received the following revelation. Look, I shall send for you from the sky, and shall produce for you from the earth. But those who are opposed to you will be seized. And on August 23, 1906, I received the following revelation in Urdu. Some sign will soon appear. On September 27, 1906, I received the revelation, Peace on you, O victorious one, because God has heard your supplication. 
My signs have been manifested and give good tidings to those who have believed that there certainly is victory for them. On October 20th, 1906, I received the following revelation. Allah is the enemy of the liar and will convey him to hell. The vessel of degraded person has been drowned. Surely the vengeance of your Lord is severe. Again on February 1st, 1907, I received the following revelation. Bright signs and our victory. Then on February 7th, 1907, received the revelation. There is another Eid festival during which you will achieve a great victory. Leave me so that I might kill him who hurts you. The chastisement is destined for the enemies from all four sides and is encircling them. When they see a sign, they turn away and say, For sure this is magic. On March 7, 1907, I received the revelation. His body has been brought, wrapped in a shroud. I convey to you the news of a liar's death, meaning that after the 7th of March, the death of that person is destined. Allah is with the truthful. Conclusion It occurred to me that I should write something about my life and that of my forefathers in this treatise in order to acquaint people with my circumstances. Hopefully, Allah would benefit them, increase them in strength to remove misguidance, enable them to reflect upon the truth of the matter, and incline them towards equity and justice. No, may God have mercy upon you all, that I am named Ulam Ahmad, son of Mirza Ulam Murtada. Mirza Ulam Murtada was the son of Mirza Ata Muhammad, Mirza Ata Muhammad of Mirza Gul Muhammad, Mirza Gul Muhammad of Mirza Faiz Muhammad, Mirza Faiz Muhammad of Mirza Muhammad Qaim, Mirza Muhammad Qaim of Mirza Muhammad Aslam. Mirza Muhammad Aslam of Mirza Dilawar Baigh, Mirza Dilawar Baigh of Mirza Al-Adeen, Mirza Al-Adeen of Mirza Jafar Baigh, Mirza Jafar Baigh of Mirza Muhammad Baigh, Mirza Muhammad Baigh of Mirza Muhammad Abdul Baqi, Mirza Muhammad Abdul Baqi of Mirza Muhammad Sultan, and Mirza Muhammad Sultan was the son of Mirza Hadi Baigh. Thereafter, now that my place of residence is a village called Islampur, which is known today as Kadian. It is situated in the Punjab province between the rivers Ravi and Bees, and northeast of Lahore, the capital of the government and the center of the towns of the Punjab. I have read in the biographies of my forefathers as well as heard from my father that they descend from the Mughals. However, God Almighty has revealed to me that they are the children of the Persians and not the Turkish peoples. Also, he revealed to me that some of my grandmothers descended from Fatima Razialatalanha, the daughter of the Holy Prophet, and from certain other members of the family of the Holy Prophet. Allah has combined in them the progeny of Ishaq, Isaac, and Ismail, Ishmael in the utmost wisdom and appropriateness. I have heard from my father and read in some of my ancestors' biographies that they initially lived in Samarkand before they migrated to India. They were among the chiefs and ruling elite of that land and were great supporters and patriots of the faith. Thereafter, their resolve for traveling drew them to a faraway lands and the journey expanded to them its tributaries 
until they traversed the land of this town that is named Gadian. They found it to be a blessed place surrounded by fertile and productive land. They liked its climate, its water, its trees, and its lush green fields, and thus halted their journey there. They were a people who preferred villages rather than cities. God bestowed on them plenty of land and property. They became the lords of the towns and cities around them. Later, when a considerable period of time elapsed in this condition and God's decree descended upon the Mughal Empire, he raised my forefathers to become the chiefs of this land. They became self-governing rulers of this part of the world and exercised full control over this territory. God Almighty in his grace and mercy fulfilled all their desires. Later, after having lived in bounty, prosperity, and honor for a long time, God Almighty, in his deep wisdom and profound discernment, imposed on them a people known as Khalsa, Sikhs, who were cruel-hearted. They did not respect the nobility nor show compassion to the poor. Whichever town they entered, they destroyed it and humiliated its nobles. Because of their oppression, the full moons of Islam were reduced to crescents. They were among the opponents of Islam and the bitterest enemies of the religion of the best of mankind, i.e. the Holy Prophet Therefore, during the rule of those mean people, my forefathers were inflicted with great tribulations to the extent that they were forced to abandon the seat of their government. The disbelieving lot snatched away their properties from them. They cast them away and forced them to abandon the vast shade of prosperity. They were exiled from their homeland for several years. The cruel enemy persecuted them in the worst possible manner. Nobody except God the Most Merciful took pity on them. Then Allah returned some villages to my father during the British rule so that he came upon a drop, or even less, from the ocean of lost properties. Therefore, in sum, my ancestors died in the bitterness of discomfiture and regrets after being like a tree laden with lush fruits, and after days they were like ornate and embellished virgins. Their life history left for me a lesson, the mere thought of which fills my eyes with tears. When I imagine their situation, sadness overtakes me and I weep and cry, so much so that I tell myself, that this life has been faithful to none. It is doomed to end in frustration and ruin. The narrowness of this worldly life pained me deeply. It was then that I was inspired into my heart that I should not give away to the outward shine of this world. God Almighty, by this, saved me from falling in love with this worldly life and from longing to stare at its apparent beauty or inclining towards its ephemeral trees and fruits. I came to prefer seclusion and lack of renown and tried to keep away from gatherings and occasions of conceit and pretense. Yet, yet God Almighty brought me out of my seclusion and made me well known among the people, despite the fact that I never wanted to be famous. He raised me to be the Khalifa, Wazirin of the latter days, and the Imam of the time. He vouchsafed to me so many of his verbal revelations of which I hereby mention a few. I believe in them as I believe in the books of God Almighty, the creator of the universe. These revelations are given below.
Footnote. In the original Al-Istifta, Hakikatul Wahi, these revelations were given in original Arabic or in Arabic translation. Here we are presenting only the English translation. The revelations in their original words are given above on pages 89 to 97. It may be noted that the footnotes in this section are from Hakikatul Wahi, Ruhani Khazain, volume 22, pages 707 to 714, published in 2008. Footnote end.